Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. It's been a difficult year for nonprofits throughout our area, and the holidays were a time when many people just simply kept a close eye on their spending. But the Salvation Army of the Quad Cities made a surprising announcement. They not only met their goal during the Red Kettle campaign, they exceeded it. And we talked with Major Robert Dolliver about the money raised and how it will be spent. And joining us is Major Robert Dolliver from the Salvation Army of the Quad Cities. A successful 2020 bell ringing campaign. You have got to be pretty proud of that. Certainly, we're really grateful for the support of the community. Uh, as, we, as we began the bell ringing campaign, the Christmas campaign in early November, uh, there was a lot of uncertainty with COVID, uh, with people shopping online and coin shortage and everything else. We just didn't know. Uh, we had set a goal of about 9% more than last year, and that was pretty ambitious given all the challenges that we had. Well, I, I don't mean to be cruel or bring back bad memories, but you've set goals that high before that were unattainable. I mean, it just seems odd that during a pandemic you were able to get that. What, what do you attribute that to? Well, one thing we did when during the budgeting process last summer, uh, right before I arrived in July and right after uh, as we were looking at the budget, we, we tried to make our budget a little bit more realistic. Uh, I mean, the campaign goal in previous years seemed to be, like you said, unreachable. So we said, what, what do we really need? So we brought the goal down, but we increased it 9% more than we actually raised last year. And uh, we, we were very grateful that all of our bell ringing partners, our Hy-Vees and the different uh, stores that let us ring, all of them came back this year and let us ring. And we had our bell ringers out with uh, face mask and safety protocols. And uh, we're just so grateful that the public came forward. And, and we've seen that in the past during recessions when we just don't know how people are going to uh, be able to support the campaign that they come through in a big way. Now, in the past, when you weren't able to reach the goal that you wanted, that meant you had to restructure what you were going to do. You couldn't spend money in certain areas. How does that change this time? I mean, getting the money in is excellent. Now you're able to get that money back out. Well, uh, it's a two-sided coin. Uh, Because of COVID, we've seen a lot more uh, need. Uh, People out of work, people living on on a shoestring, uh, more people needing housing assistance. So... Uh, the additional resources uh, by going 20% over our goal will help in the year going forward with our uh, housing, our shelter, uh, getting people into stable housing. The, the demands for our food pantry have increased. Uh, every week we give out free food boxes and we, we want to enhance those, the quality of those. 
uh, as well as the number of people that we're assisting. And I do want to talk about that because the Salvation Army over the past three years has really kind of refocused how it dealt with the homelessness as well as uh, uh, how you set people up for success for uh, living independently. Not so much the sheltering, not so much the temporary housing, but actually a greater effort to find people permanent places to live. It's been successful over the last uh, few years. Was it difficult last year during the pandemic? Uh, it, it was. It was difficult in a different way. Uh, as you mentioned, we, we've changed the, the model uh, since 2018 when we sold our brick and mortar shelter. Uh, and now we voucher people in motels that give us a really good deal. And, and so people that are actually homeless are sheltered for 30 days in a motel. And during that time, we provide them uh, intense case management to help uh, find them a job, help find them uh, stable housing. Uh, we are the lead agency for the coordinated entry program, which started, uh, it was a HUD mandate a couple years ago. And so uh, people come through us, we, we help do the intake and work with other partner agencies uh, determining their need. But we've seen more, uh, as you mentioned, during the, the COVID time, and it's it's been a real stretch on our staff. We're hoping in this next year with additional resources to get a little extra help on our staffing, which are getting burnt out with uh, the requests. Yeah, I, you know, you're seeing that time and time again in all different types of agencies. Of course, you would expect that with your agency as well. Right now, we're in the brunt of winter, very cold period of time. Is it a different period for the Salvation Army right now, especially when it comes to housing or feeding people because of the winter season? Well, I don't know if we've seen a, a special increase just because of the winter season. Uh, as you know, there's some government mandates to uh, uh, scale back on or hold back off on evictions. Uh, the last I heard is that uh, nationally has been ex extended uh, to March 31st. So people who might have been evicted otherwise uh, are, are there. But you know, th the day of reckoning will come. And so we're trying to work with people to to try to stay current now so that it's not all, all at one time. And when you're dealing with this, I mean, you're dealing with a number of families. I mean, we're always talking about children when it comes to housing and homelessness. That's right. We, we primarily work with uh, those that, that are families that have children. Uh, we have other partners that work with uh, single individuals, uh, and we partner together with them. Uh, but, yes, it, when it impacts the, the children, you know, we've had, we've had families that have been living in a car. We had one family that from April to August was living in their car, and so we were able to get them first of all, into our 30-day shelter program. And during that time, uh, find the, uh, the woman who was a victim of uh, domestic violence, uh, find her a job uh, and uh, stable housing. In, in our housing program, we work really closely with some landlords that, that know that we'll come through with the, uh, the payment and that we'll vouch for the client. And uh, so we've got, we've got those good partnerships to help uh, with stable housing. So in that way, you're serving as, as the safety net. So what do you see as the biggest challenge going forward for 2021? I, I think part of it, like I mentioned, was our is our staffing. We need to make sure that we have enough uh, infrastructure in our staffing to be able to handle the demand that we're seeing. Uh, I think uh, once we get the uh, moratorium on evictions lifted, uh, we'll see that increase. Uh, and, and so... Uh, we, we also are working, our staff is working with a uh, coalition to 
come up with a, a, a long-term strategic plan. It's a 10-year strategic plan on affordable housing. So I, I think in the long term, uh, we need to work with community partners, whether it be funders, uh, um, city government, county government, to uh, get more affordable housing in our communities so that we're not just putting a Band-Aid on the problem. And that seems to have been a major issue over the last few years is, is affordable housing and a certain uh, level of permanence for people who are seeking it. I mean, when you're pointing out that there were people last summer living in, uh, inside their car, you kind of sit there and go, oh, wait a second, it's 2020, that should not be happening. Yeah, and we, we hope that it will improve and we're, we're grateful for, uh, we, we've gotten a lot of resources through the CARES Act uh, through community development block grants to stop gap that. So we, we've had some good partnerships for that and uh, because of COVID. So it's kind of a, a blessing out of the curse, if you will. That's Salvation Army of the Quad Cities Major Robert Dolliver. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.